0: RLC founder Dave Evans spends time with partners, clients, and friends in the USA talking about all things business. If you are an inspiring business owner, an entrepreneur, a CEO, or a coach who wants real advice about what to do in business today and wants to hear frank conversations, then this is the show for you. Real-life consultivations, challenges, and ideas from all around the world. We hope you enjoy this episode of Consultivation. another week has gone by here at consultivations back with us is barb gay barb
1: great to have you here good morning good to be here
0: that's right it is morning
1: isn't it well i guess it is on my side (laughs) my side of the
0: pond that's right (laughs) who came up with the whole idea that it's a pond
1: i don't know i just know that's how it's referred to
0: it is you know when you're flying across the atlantic right I must tell you, having done, I dread to think how many times I've gone back and forth, the Atlantic Ocean. Kurt, who's also with us. Kurt, I have to say, I've never looked at the, you know, the plane map and thought, look at that pond down there. (laughs) Anyway, just clarify that for any of our American friends. So, uh, you're back on CPA Live. Uh, We've got some exciting news this week. Uh, We have started the recordings of this or turning this session into a podcast. So you can listen to it in your car from now on or when you're training or doing whatever you like. And it's called consultivations. It's out on Spotify, it will be out on Apple in a few weeks time. So really turning this time into something else. And we also started last week talking about uh, answering the questions that we are covering from um, a CEO's perspective, an entrepreneur's perspective, manager, leader, and I think the other one was coach. So hopefully between us, we can cover those off this week. So uh, the subject this week, uh, my good friends, is really simple. And it's talking about being COVID proof. Now, hopefully nobody's thinking that we haven't got a vaccine or an injection or anything like that. Uh, We're talking about mentally being COVID proof for businesses. What does that mean to you, Kurt, Bob, when you hear that idea of how do you get yourself into that mindset? Well, for,
2: one, for me, for one thing is something we keep talking about is uh, quit using COVID as an excuse.
0: Yep. Uh,
2: it's real, it's there, and it's obviously a huge challenge for every business um, and every person. But quit using it as an excuse. Too often, all of us have gone to a business, called a, a, a medical office, doctors, or whatever it is, and heard, "Well, just due to COVID, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And to me, that's part of it is being COVID-proof. Stop that is step number one, and then start looking at how to move past the challenges that that, that your individual business or person is is experiencing.
0: And if you, if you apply that idea to a CEO seat, I was thinking it's, it's you this week, isn't it, Bob?
1: Yes, I think I am the CEO this week. <laughs> yeah,
0: how how could you? It's not musical chairs if you're listening to this playback in your car. We don't change our role every week. That's not the type of leadership we're talking about here. Um, but Bob, if you were to listen to what Kirk said, how would you interpret that playing it back?
1: well i think he's absolutely right i think that as a ceo you have to stop using that you just have to stop talking about it at all you just have to stop start talking about moving forward and about where we go from here and i think that we are gonna i mean if this has taught us anything it's taught us that we're We can handle any challenge if we can get through this piece of it and reinvent our business a bit. So I think you do have to look at what can we do to change our attitude? I think the hardest part for your team is to just not get caught up in that. It's kind of like for us, tax season. I always hear people say, well, you know, it's tax season, it's tax season. Well, we've been through multiple tax seasons. It doesn't matter whether it's tax season, we still have a job to do. And I know this is more challenging but but I do believe you just have to keep moving forward and setting your goals.
0: I totally exactly. agree. I have to just say, did yeah. you just see that moment yeah. with Georgia? <laughs> right, right.
1: George,
2: George, look <laughs> came be- in like a ninja. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, George you're looking at the screen like
2: this going. <laughs>
3: just I'm not saying anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, so yeah, oh, I'm a little late. That's that's cool. So the other thing we're going to do, Bob and Kurt, is. We are going to upload all of our historical videos that we've still got in the archives. Since we switched to this, it's different. Onto a YouTube channel of whatever Debbie said it was, Double D2 TV. So people can watch the videos if they want to. Sometimes they are rather amusing. So I I totally agree with you, Bob. And I like this idea summarizing what Kurt and you have said so far. Moving forward is a key ingredient here mentally. As you can see in the scroll george we're talking about we are entering this period in the year where lots of platforms are talking about finishing the year strong and i think we've got to remember what we must do by the year end but i think it's time to move on and forget about this year a bit i think
3: it's great advice let's just cross 2020 off the off the years and say this I had too many bad things myself this year. Cross it off, it didn't exist, I let's move on.
0: <laughs> and I remember, uh, do, do you guys all remember, George, you won't uh, particularly, Keith Bailey from Denver? Do you remember Keith, uh, who, who helped the consult event, Kurt? Keith, yes. The, yes. the chief, yeah. So he used to talk about 2020 really, really fondly. <laughs> and uh, of course, the challenge is, um, the 2020, the year of hindsight, uh, doesn't matter. Here we go. Let's have a look. Welcome back. So, anyway, the the fascinating thing uh, about that whole idea, it's a write off for the whole world, isn't it? So that's why we want people to f- to generally, George, forget about it. Let's start to think about starting next year at the right pace, and at the right. Cadence, so that you can claw some of this year back, really. So I've got a couple of things to ask you about. You know I like an acronym, so I've turned the COVID-proof word into an acronym. And if you'd seen it this week already, if you've got your pens to the ready, Geo, uh, Barb, and, and Kurt, use your memory. Uh, here are the letters: physiological. Resilience, opportunity, ownership, and failure. So no future. I was like, failure. say <laughs> <laughs> positive way of looking <laughs> looking at the future. So I want to talk about these from a, from each each perspective that we talk about each week. So from a CEO, coach, entrepreneur, etc. and human. So what do we think is important? about your physiology when it comes to leading a company open question
1: well i think you go through ups and downs no matter what even if you're not you know throughout the year you you know you can at least for myself i can build myself up to get through anything but then you have this little down thing that you go into and i think for us uh this year's been a lot of ups and downs and so you need to make sure that you still have the energy and the right mindset moving forward and your mindset's better if you if you physically are better
0: uh, that's absolutely right co okay,
2: what do you reckon i, I agree 100 percent. if you're not physically able if you're tired if, you, if you're if you're struggling if, if things are fatigued and hurting you cannot focus your mind can only do what your body will allow at that point in time, uh, if your mind is distracted because you're tired and can't focus, uh, you, you cannot, uh, be nearly as productive and, and, and move your business, especially at any time, like Barb said, much less during busy or stressful times, you know, like, like fall and tax season and things like that. That's when you allow those excuses to really get in your head and then physiological becomes psychological
0: thousand percent and I, I think it's someone we can often forget after a year like this isn't it um I was I was telling George earlier today that uh, Demi was asking me what do you want for your birthday in November and I actually said to her I'd really like a proper day off you know what I'm talking about just a mm-hmm. proper day off um nothing necessarily needs to happen on that day off it can be whatever we feel like doing that day." as opposed to any other time there's two aspects to physiology george um, i'd like to ask you about because your good lady just did an ultra marathon is that right
3: yes my wife just did an ultra marathon on sunday
0: how many miles did she run
3: just over 31.
0: can i ask you um sarcastically but with intent of sincerity why
3: Uh, (laughs) i don't know why um just because It was a Marine Corps Marathon. She wanted to do it, uh, and then it went virtual. So it was just, I guess, why does anybody ever do anything like that? Sometimes it's just because. Yeah. Uh, Because you're not gonna win it, it's just finishing it. They say, I did it. She also swore she'd never
0: do it ever again.
1: I can imagine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) George, I got some bad news for you. Uh, I've got two friends in England, uh, Louise and Russell do ultra
3: marathons as a leisurely
0: activity
3: together? Yeah, that's right. uh, something for yeah. to look forward to. Yeah, that's uh, um, yeah. I've never yeah. Uh, my my peak is four miles. I know I've five miles. I've made five miles, but never never more than that. That's a, that's that's thirty one miles is a long ways to walk or run or even. Oh, biking is is a bit.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: So what, what it kicks out now is two key activities that come after an event like that. And I think it's important as a CEO, entrepreneur, the same way. Rest and recovery. How, how do you do that? In fact, let's ask another question. Do you even get to do that this year? Kurt, do you get a chance to do rest yes.
2: and recovery? Yes, and, and you have to because of that. It takes effort. It's, it's like you said, wanting a proper day off. It's you have to decide you're going to do it and you have to. It's shutting off. It's de- disconnecting. Um, it sounds kind of um, cliche, but it's so true. It's being in the moment, whether you're doing something for yourself or with your family or with your friends, being in that moment. And if that's your relaxation, like it is for me, um, it's very important. And it, it takes effort. It sounds crazy. It, it, it takes a lot of effort to relax given the um the, the way we are all tied in and wired figuratively speaking
3: i mean i, I agree with that Kurt. too is that i know i find when i go on a vacation for a week it's like three or four days before you finally feel like okay mentally i'm here yes. uh it, it does take a time just to say okay yeah we're gonna relax we're gonna do something else it's it's it, i agree it's challenging I'm always thinking, I think we all are always thinking about what I, I should be signing into my office and checking my email and doing this and doing that. and, and You know, and you, I know think that, that constant thing, there's always something you have to do there.
2: And it's important to determine what that is for your... Everybody's different. Yeah. Some people, it might be on a computer, but it's relaxing because maybe they're writing or doing some, maybe they're playing with Canva or they're creative, you know, if they're normally technical, like in the accounting world, maybe they're, you know, but it is finding that specific. It might be cooking, it could be whatever it is. You know, we think relaxing is sitting in a a recliner, but it's not necessarily that. It could be a marathon. That is quote unquote relaxing, it's psychologically relaxing to empty their mind. Um, You know, I think it's important to find what it is specifically that allows you to relax and recover.
0: What's the difference between relaxing and recovery as, as a type of thing to do? Does anyone know?
1: Well, recovery means you're, you're re-energizing yourself, re, uh, re refilling your fuel. And um, I think relax means you just kind of shut your brain off a bit. Like Kurt said, it can be, for me, it's a change of scenery. It, you know, I have a really hard time relaxing at home. I can, because I feel like I should be vacuuming or dusting or doing something else, or maybe I should be painting this room. Whereas sometimes just getting outside or sitting on the deck, you know, just gives me that ability to relax.
0: I love it. And it, it, recovery does have that difference in it. It isn't more of an active low level thing, isn't it? So there is movement. Whereas relaxing is i like what you said It's turning your brain off so i want to talk about another letter in the proof which is what i'll be talking about all week on daily dave as well if you're listening to consultivation we're asking the question why is it important to get ready for 2021 now uh, and doing that looking about how you can become covid proof so what is resilience so the r is resilience i could have chose rapport or all kinds of other words but i think this year demands Resilience is a theme. What does it mean to
3: you, to any one of you? What does resilience mean? Um, I I'll take that one. It kind to me, resilience is being able to, you know, accept what's coming and not break. The, I mean, the best analogy I've heard. I think we've all seen it or talked. Seen the, the there's a poster or something out there that talks about. You know, what's the difference between the uh, the stalk of wheat and the oak tree? You know, when a big wind comes you know the oak tree will break but the you know the the the, the wheat will just go pr- with the wind and you, you sometimes you just have to when you're resilient you just have to accept what it is and move along with what it is and with covid can't change it now what are we going to do what are, what are we going to do to accept what the the new reality is and move along with it uh, it, it may have blown your plans out. You got to back up and come with new plans. But it also means that you can accept the change. And when we advise our clients, same thing is don't spend all your money because you don't know what's around the next corner. Don't, you know, don't build up a lot of debt because you, know, you don't know if next week something's going to happen and you're not going to be able to pay that debt necessarily. So how do you build resilience in, in different ways and financially we advise our clients by, you know, maybe keeping their par- powder dry, per se. Uh, into, you know, how do we do it in, in as humans? You know, we've got to find our own way of how we be resilient, because the world comes at us in a lot of different ways, and if you got to fight every time, you're going to lose sometimes, that's going to hurt.
2: Well, I think. Okay. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I, I agree, George. What I think resilience—the first thing that popped in my mind was what was saw it this weekend, and for a few minutes on TV was uh, one of my favorite movies, Rocky. Yes. <laughs> and if talk about the epitome of resilience, yeah. uh, here's a boxer who gets beat up every round and ends up winning. I know it's fictional, but yet um, it, it's a good uh, example of bouncing back, getting back off the mat, uh, taking a, a beating. And if there's ever a uh, picture that I envision 2020, and all of us are like Rocky, just getting beat up the entire match. And coming back, every once in a while, we come back and get a few good shots in. But then by the end of the round, we're still down and and, and probably look like he does at the end of the match. But ultimately, we'll be COVID proof at the end and we're going to be victorious. So um, that's why I think of resilience.
1: I think yeah. some days it's just showing up. I think that sometimes <laughs> you're beaten down so it's yeah. yeah. showing up and doing what you know you need to do to get through. We, we've got some horrible forest fires out here, and one of them happened to hit me personally this past week. I have a place up in Grand Lake, and it just it ripped through Rocky Mountain National Park. And luckily, my my unit is still standing, and a lot of the buildings are, but I watch on the news the resilience of those people. There are people that have lost their homes, but yet they walk in with, pallets of water or pallets of food for the firemen or the the workers to help them to me that's you know you just keep going
0: and i I think sometimes it's the circumstances that allow you to do that because if you sit there and say how am i going to become more resilient let's take the coaching view for a minute you know you've actually why do you do an ultra marathon why do you going into a different space altogether, is to develop the mental elasticity to become more resilient through extreme examples. Because if you're not being asked to be resilient, you can't necessarily just go and decide to be, can you? You've got to be demanded of it in the actual knee-deep in it, to a degree. So, great point, Bob. Let's talk about the next word that we wrote down earlier, which is opportunity. Opportunity I find is always within reach. If you're looking for it. So as an entrepreneur, Kurt, I'm pausing before I throw the question at you, right? Is how do you help your clients? And how do you yourself uh, keep looking for opportunity, even amongst all this chaos this year?
2: Uh, well, we talk about, you know, digging and looking at each individual business. Um, there is opportunity. Um, for instance, restaurants um, who have been just beaten down this year um, in our area, they're, they're going to lose indoor dining again tomorrow night. And, um, you know, it's finding those opportunities. A lot of them have... Um, shifted to curbside many of them added the delivery and they're finding that they'll probably keep those services because they found a new methodology a new process these full-service dining restaurants never had to deal with that uh, luckily so but now they've had to and they got many of them had added outdoor dining so it's finding that opportunity rather than just closing up shop and saying well we can't offer indoor dining because that's all we've ever done they're really shifting and, and digging into technology the newer technology which has also grown um you know is offered this opportunity for online ordering well full service restaurant never needed online ordering. now they have it and now when they come out of this and they're covid proof they're going to have online ordering they're going to have curbside they're going to have delivery possibly and indoor dining so then they can Either keep all of them or find which ones really um, uh, benefit them or are most profitable. I've seen one, it's not a client of ours, but a a, a client of ours that's a consultant for a restaurant that started selling their frozen pizzas. It was a restaurant, so they've packaged and and now they're selling frozen pizzas in their grocery stores. It was on their mind for years. They've they've been wanting to do this. I talked to the consultant, he goes, oh, they've been wanting to do this for five, 10 years. This COVID came around and it forced them, but it was really an opportunity. So it forced them to move forward with this idea. And now they're, you know, potentially have a huge market and a huge uh, revenue stream that they would have probably just kept kicking down the road.
0: And that must take so much courage. So how have you seen these people, you know, feeling before it worked? Do you know when they made that decision to do those
2: things, how, how were they feeling before it worked? Scared. A lot of them are scared. They're, they're jumping into something new. But also, I think that's where we came in and we talked about it. You know, I've been talking to my team here since April and May, the opportunity for us. Um, not as a profit to make money off of them, but an opportunity to help our clients. This is where we can make a bigger impact. We're going to come out of this and make a bigger impact in their lives than ever before. So Helping them at this point when they're scared, they're concerned, they're jumping into something new, um, giving them the confidence and the tools, you know, we're the, we can give them the proper financial tools, the proper advice, uh, consulting that they need. So it's giving them the confidence, taking away some of that fear to allow them to focus on the business, you know, at hand, allow them to focus on adding that service rather than, than the things we can help them and, and remove the fear, you know, again, remove the fear and give them the confidence.
1: Don't you find, Kurt, you're having much more detailed conversations with people than we ever have in the past? The what if questions. Okay, if you go down this road, what if you do this or what if you try this? I find our consultative is much more um, active now than it was in the past.
2: Absolutely, and that's when I talk impact. And, you know, we talk about we're, we're we're having that more detailed, specific questions and active. You're right; it's more active, it's probably the better term, and it's which allows us to provide bigger impact to our clients because they're coming. You know, before especially successful business clients that have been around 20 years, they're just on kind of autopilot and they're running, making money every year, maybe growing, maybe not, but they're 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 doing well now they didn't need a lot of day-to-day advice we gave them tax planning things like that now suddenly they're needing a little more advice and they're coming to us and finding out you know what we can help them with and knowing we were always here but now those detailed conversations what if i what's you know can i furlough people should i keep them on board etc all those type of scenarios uh, are really coming about
1: well, and don't you also see, cause I've seen in my firm and I'm, I don't have as many employees as you do, but I'm also seeing my team is much more active in those kinds of conversations. I mean, my managers have always been active in it, but even my payroll department and my bookkeepers have become much more active in this role of, well, they're really hurting Barb. They're not, you know, they're this is happening or this is happening. So I, I think it's been interesting to see how the team has grown. This agreed, scenario.
2: agreed. And yeah. sp- sp- like you said, payroll especially because payroll can become such a um, factory. Boom, boom. We yep. payroll, ch- ch- you know, yep. you just churn it out. But now you're right. They're they're having to have that conversation. Especially, uh, it's um, interpreting. It, like, you know, advising on, you know, the emergency family medical leave pay, emergency sick pay and all that kind of stuff, you know, the taxation and all that, or who, how it applies do they qualify. So those detailed specific conversations that never had to have before. Uh, Mindy and I were having this conversation last night when she was talking about how, you know, that the the payroll business has changed and then payrolls becoming a smaller part every every day and especially this year more and more um where it's it's the advisory it's the the human resources the management of all that adding that into our service and people needing it more you know they assume you're just going to print a paycheck and the the direct deposit goes in that's just nothing they need help with everything else
0: Uh these these are real business stories aren't they real real challenges and I, I want to ask you a very personal question. So, I think in, in this COVID proof model, we're talking about the word proof being the model. So, we've talked about physiology, we've talked about resilience, we've talked about looking for ways to help people work out opportunity. And I, and I love that, just to recap, Bob, it's the best time ever to ask the what if question. I want to I come to George next with a, a very specific question for each of you.
3: Uh oh
0: is I want to talk about ownership right so not ownership of a business but but ownership as almost a behavior right now in the coaching world ownership is I have to own what I'm supposed to do to get the thing I want most to happen quite often as an owner you can get lost waiting for that thing to happen and actually, the key is usually owning the bit you're supposed to do. So, George, how do you make sure you do the bits you're supposed to do? Right? Um, best you can.
3: The, the best way to make sure something is done in my office is to make sure it never hits my desk. <laughs>
2: that sounds really familiar.
3: Yeah. If it yeah. gets to my desk, the odds of it getting done decrease dramatically. So um how do i own the work i personally have to do uh, i guess i never thought about it it just uh, it's just everything you know everything ends up on my desk in the end anyways i suppose all responsibilities um i always try to give credit for everybody else and then take all the responsibility when it goes wrong i think that's just some of the things that you do as, as an owner um but uh, uh i guess how do i own i try not i try not to have to be responsible for doing anything i possibly can i'm not there yet Well, that's the goal.
0: Well, I I think there's there's a truth, isn't there, about... I always always find in RLC that if things hit my desk and I'm in the way, it's a nightmare, right? Because you're on the hook. So, so (laughs) I almost go in to clear it out, my my personal... Personal for me is, I'll get it done as fast as possible, because I don't want someone to be able to say to me, you've had this and not done it i'm motivated hugely towards letting people down beyond my own personal motivational programs so if you stick it on my desk and it's vital i'm like oh i've got to, i've got to part i got to touch the ball pass it on right yeah. as quickly as possibly um how do you kurt and bob how do you do it how do you make sure you own the things that only you can do
1: I'm not very good at it certain times, but I I feel like I've been better at it this year because there's been so many things coming at us that I haven't had the opportunity to hold on to things I shouldn't be. I've had to really redefine my team's ownership on items and say to them, you have to own this, you have to do this because I can't. And so while there have been some negative things about the COVID for me, it has been a positive thing for me to make sure that ownership has been uh, revisited and re- re- reinstalled to a sense.
0: I, I, I love that. I absolutely love that. Kurt, my friend.
2: Uh, very similar is, you know, the things that we can avoid being stuck on in, in our figurative desk, like George said. The things I have to own, such as uh, um, reviewing a client Bla- email blast going out about PPP loans, let's say, get to get very specific that I want to proof real quick before it goes out. Um, pun intended, proof. Thanks. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, you Here know, you give it, I set myself a deadline um, giving it to everyone else. So I'll say, okay, you get me that email uh, uh, draft by such and such time, I will proof it by X. And I follow through owning what I need to do and get it out. Similar to what you said, Dave, if it ends up on your desk, get it done, get it out. Um, you know, it's always a challenge, but the, again, that's a, uh, we'll call head trash. You know, there's always enough time. It's how we choose to spend that time and what we choose to prioritize and get done. You know, we can always say, oh man, I'm too busy. I can't, I didn't have enough time for that today. No, I chose to do something else, which perfectly could be perfectly fine something else was more important that's all it was so we need to change that language and say i didn't get that done because i had other things i chose to do so that's ownership as well is hey okay i didn't get time to proof that it wasn't or i didn't get that proofed because i chose you know i did this instead i will get it back to you later Um, so i think that's the ownership too is taking that on and using the proper language when speaking the same thing so don't allow your team to use those excuses as well.
0: It's, it's a big, big lesson, Kurt. Because the very last letter of the word "proof" and nicely seeded, we're going to talk <laughs> about it in a second. But ownership is, 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 is the uh, how do I put this? It's where you'll find the key, right, to manifesting your future. Right out there, actually. Right. Whilst attempting to talk at the same time. It's where you find the key to manifesting your future. And and actually, it also demands that we all accept that our current state of of play is entirely our own fault. And and that's what ownership also means. It's my fault where I am today, right? Mm -hmm. And, And as a leader, it is a super, super vital perspective for us to retain. So we started today's broadcast with a direct view of looking to the future, what we want to look to the future for is really important. It is specifically 2021. How important do you think is focusing on the future now to the clients we're all serving? What's the shared view?
3: Why is it important that they look at it 2021?
0: That's a good question, George. I is that, is that,
3: I'm re-summarizing your question, Dave. Is that what you're asking? Yeah.
0: yeah. Why is it important?
3: <laughs> well, Because we don't want to look at 2020 anymore. <laughs> we're, we're, we're done with that. We're done with 2020. It's time to look at something that has a little bit more hope and, and uh, pleasantness to it. So uh, what was that saying? Is you know, 2020 hindsight. We thought that was a nice saying. Actually, it was a foreboding. Um <sighs> But uh, um, when you go through something like this, I think you have to kind of take a step back and reevaluate what you've done. You know, look at the opportunities, you know, take ownership and then, uh, you know, look at the future because that's the only place to go. We know we know where we are now. We know where we've been. Uh, the future is the present that hasn't come yet. So we just need to, to plan on it and uh, move forward so we can make the, the, the future present be where we want it to be.
0: So, Kurt and Bob, did we just have a George Powers Yoda moment?
1: <laughs> I think yeah. when you're looking I, I I think when you're looking at future, you're looking at I, I put together future and goals. And I think that you won't go anywhere if you don't set your goals. And so I think it's important, especially after a trying year where we're at. Um, you, you have to set your goals for what the future is going to look like and otherwise you'll just get stuck in this, uh, this vicious circle. I, I think of it exactly as in our industry, we just feels like we've just gotten through a tax season. Now, all of a sudden we're starting tax season over again. And if we start that with a bad attitude or not full force, it's going to affect us for the next eight months. So we do have to get our you know we have to take all these things resilience ownership and and get this back in and and plan our future
0: 100 bob and yeah, I, absolutely. I, I, love, I, I love that summary so as we wind up this episode hopefully there's loads for people to think about and whether you're an entrepreneur ceo coach manager leader human being alien from another planet I I think you could genuinely George brought those into it with his yoga (laughs) so uh, genuinely we want you to play back to yourself as Bob just did how can you use this proof acronym to really just check in with yourself and we believe RLC particularly it is time to start focusing on 2021 that's not doesn't mean we're dismissing the last two months of this year but it does mean being intentional about preparing, intentional about actions, intentional about thinking, intentional about mindset, and finally putting to bed. And more to come this year. The difficulties, the tragedy, the trauma, the upsetting, the fires, the COVID. That you know, Denver, all the tr- stuff that's been going on there, California, all around the world. The real toxic difficulties this world has had to face and saying in 2021 let's just be better I think that works so, yes. any, any last comments around the room before we wrap up our recording so Kurt anything else you want to say add or comment on
2: no I think uh, like you said using uh, we all keep saying we're going to use 2020 in the last two months to prepare for 2021 and the opportunity it holds I also believe um if, if, if it was allowed, 2020 New Year's Eve could be the biggest party this world has ever seen. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, it'll be more of a virtual party. But right. uh, uh, but I, I do believe uh, we will all be. But we also got to focus on just because the calendar turns doesn't change what's going on and what happens. We all look to that and just flipping to the page of the calendar. To, it takes effort. Like you said, I was thinking intentional. Actions and behaviors the next two months to prepare for 21. If we don't do that, and if we think flipping the calendar is going to change anything, it's not. We'll be back in the same boat.
0: Yeah. And Bob, wonderful Bob Gay, and to add to Kurt's wisdom.
1: No, very good. I would have said the same thing, Kurt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then George, you know, the powers, anything you want to finish off. Now, i think kurt said it really well i could just say that you know in in
3: times of struggles is when the greatest opportunities present themselves and so i think everybody like kurt was telling about his client that uh, um the restaurant that did the pizza you know it's, it's when we're forced with difficult situations is when we can see the opportunities that present themselves and and you know January first is just simply a date that we as humans have put on a calendar, and it doesn't mean anything more than any other date, other than we have put significance on it. So I think that you know we certainly should make sure that we put that significance on it, plan for it, see what the opportunities hold, and let's get exciting going into 2021. Now, years ago, I heard uh, Paul Harvey say and it was in the uh, the recession of the the late 80s, I think it was, and he said. Uh, he has decided not to. There was a recession going on. And he said, "I have decided not to participate in this recession," and I've taken that and used that so many times. I thought I said, "I've, presi- I've decided not to participate in the downturn. We will find. You know, we will we will continue to keep going well." For
0: <laughs> real, I have to say, he's delivering his Yoda. Um, I think
2: if it was Yoda, he would have said, "Participate." I will not.
1: I will not.
0: <laughs> you're, you're, absolute, you're absolutely spot on, and I have to finish it with this: this is not the spaceship you were looking for. <laughs> uh, I, I love it. I absolutely love the wisdom that we shared today. Thank you all for your time. And join us next time on Consultivations. Uh, RLT will be live on LinkedIn all week through Daily Dave. You hashtag Daily Dave, you'll find it. And in total, we'll also be live tomorrow with Dollar Dream Club on Wednesday, looking at the master key, the secret of all things mind, where you can uncover stuff that all of the big industries talk about as part of what we're giving away. So good to see you. Thank you for your time on CPA Live. See you next time, right? All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Consultivations, brought to you by RLC Global, helping you become a best version business. If you want any help from the conversations in the show today, please reach out to info at rlc-global.com and one of our team would be delighted to talk with you. Go to rlcglobal.group for more information and free content designed to help you.